You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And we're back, baby. Apologies for missing last week's episode, but this week it's episode 285. It's one of our world-renowned revisited episodes where we take another look at a game we covered back in the baby days I remember the game when we had even less of an idea of what we were doing than we do now. And this time around, it's another peek at Shigeru Miyamoto's most sadistic creation. Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. We originally talked about this game back on episode 26. It's like five years ago. Holy fuck. Uh, and it is time to be hurt again. If by some chance you don't know... Originally, with the Mario Brothers 2, we got on the NES here in North America, and I don't know where else. I think everywhere else outside of Japan. The one where you're throwing veggies and you can play as Toad and Princess and everything. That wasn't the original Mario Brothers 2. They designed one that was very, very similar to Mario Brothers 1, but ridiculously exponentially harder. And then it released, and then they were like, this is too hard. We're just going to piss everybody off. So then they took another game, Doki Doki Panic, and they just swapped out the characters and stuff for Mario, Luigi, Princess, and Toad, and then they released it everywhere, and the rest is history. We didn't actually get the the original Mario Brothers 2, which is the Lost Levels. We didn't get this game until Mario Brothers All-Stars on the Super Nintendo, but... Just quickly, if you don't know, that's the backstory of Mario Brothers 2. I'm assuming most of you are aware of that. I have to say, I quite like Lost Levels. I think it's, despite the fact that it is so, so fucking, it is so 
fucking hard. It's ridiculous. We uh we actually recorded the 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 main portion of this episode on the weekend, and then Monday night, about fifteen hours ago from right now, uh, I beat this motherfucker. I beat the lost levels, the NES version on stream. I I didn't do the extra levels because you have to beat the game eight times to do that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Fuck that noise. But I beat it up to eight four. Fair and square, and I have to say it's now probably one of my proudest gaming achievements. Uh, I will get that Let's Play up on YouTube, hopefully this weekend, if you want to watch me die over and over again. But I have finally beaten the Lost Levels, and I don't know if I'll ever play it again. Because while I like this game, it is seriously... I don't know if it's the toughest game I've ever played, but it is fucking up there, man. This game is ridiculous. Uh, my guest this week is my pal Bradley McHugh, who also likes this game, but also thinks the difficulty is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm looking forward to chatting with him about that, and we're going to do it in just a minute, because speaking of being absolutely ridiculous, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard and consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. And skipping them is so, so, so much easier than beating Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Lost Levels has these warp zones where you actually go backwards. You go in the pipe, say you're in like World 6, and you go in the pipe and go back to World 3. So imagine if that was what it was like to skip the episodes. If you were like, if you're trying to skip the intro and you're like hitting skip, 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 and it's taking you back. Oh my God, lost levels. Anyway, if you want to skip it, go to about the 30 minute mark. I suggest hanging around. You're going to get a peek at some Patreon episodes. I'm going to do some shout outs. I'm going to answer some questions. It's, it's good times. Uh, I got to do my plugs. Let me keep the bills on, please. I'd appreciate it. You're going to check out all of our merch at rememberthegamepodcast.com. It was all designed by my man, Joe from 4545creative.com. Appreciate you, brother. And of course, if you don't like clothes, Maybe check us out on Patreon. It's a great month to try signing up because you start at just $3. $3 gets you access to hundreds of extra podcasts, ad-free, new ones each week. And right now, we are running our 2024 Pre-March Madness Patreon Poll Tournament Extravaganza. 64 games being whittled down to one champion. The finals will take place on February 29th. Our Patreons get to vote every day on who goes on. And we just started the round of 32. So there's still 32 games. Actually, I think there's 30 right now. 30 games in the hunt. To win this tournament, the winner will get an episode of the show. So you can get over there and vote every day if you want to. And like I said, not only that, but you actually get podcasts over on Patreon. Every Monday, Mark McHugh and I look at an episode of The Simpsons on Purple Monkey Dishwasher. We're into season three now. We're getting into the heavy hitters. Every Tuesday, I drop The Rambling Idiot, where I ramble about my comedy career, TV, movies, sports, my life. Whatever I feel like talking about. Every Friday, I drop Game Patch, which is my modern gaming news show where I'll tell you about the biggest stories in video games, give some sales picks, etc. And Thursday, it's Expansion Pass, which is a different gaming show each week. We do rankings. We look back at characters and consoles. There's some comedy episodes. There's a fucking ton of modern game reviews. Uh, this past week, it was Expansion Pass 198. And with Xbox being in the news so much lately with the rumors about their future, I thought we'd look at their past. And we dedicate an entire episode of the show to the original Xbox, back when it launched with Halo and all the giant controller and well you all remember and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass the original Xbox when the original Xbox came out and trying to play Halo with that giant controller and those two analogs and it just seemed like the most foreign concept in the fucking world to me but after a couple of sessions it kind of started to click and then I was hooked I was just hooked i was obsessed with halo i loved the system i loved that giant controller the weird black and white buttons that i think didn't one 
work your flashlight. I don't remember what the other one did in the original Xbox, but I remember just hitting though. I remember then that very first mission in Halo when you're leaving the ship and the grunts are running around and you're going through the vents and stuff, just playing with my flashlight in there and being like, this is fucking insane because until then, the only real first person shooters that I had played were like GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and like fucking Doom on the Super Nintendo. I'd never experienced anything like this. This, it blew my fucking mind. And uh, I was hooked. As soon as I got my head wrapped around the dual analog controls, uh, I was hooked. And I was like, I need to get myself one of these consoles. So that's now available in our archives. And this week for Expansion Pass 199, uh, I want to have a little fun. So I thought we'd vent about our gaming pet peeves. We all have them. Those little things in gaming that just get under our skin like fucking splinters. And so that's what we're that's what we're going to rant about this week. We're going to air our pet peeves and get them off our chest. Should be a good time. So, again, subscriptions start at $3 a month. You get new episodes every week. Instant access to literally hundreds of ad-free archive bonus podcasts. The second you signed up, you can vote in our March Madness Patreon poll tournament extravaganza. Plus, you get access to the Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote in all of our other polls, the ability to submit comments for our shows. You can DM with me. You get discounts on your merch. And you even get a shout-out. It gets to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patriots. Russell Goldstein, Domnal Omira, Mike B, Toking and Tony, Show Me What You Got in all capitals, Sato, Devil's Cry 007, Matt, Brian, Jody Bray, GM, Nathan Crow, John Evan Bear, David C. Jernberg, Jude La Rosa, DC, Andrew, Andrew DeChill, DeChill, DeChilly? The chill, the chill. Listerines, sinfully sober. Jake Guthrie, Bobby Dubay. You heard about Pluto and Gnarl. I think I did pretty good on that batch. I don't think I ruined too many of those. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Don't forget you can find all that at patreoncom slash game. And uh, I'm over on the old Twitch box if you want to come by. I've been over there quite a bit. I just played through the entire Lost Levels over there last week. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash/rememberthegame. I'd love to see. Well, I guess I can't see your face, but I'd love to see your chat. That is presumably coming from your face. If you, well, your finger, whatever, shut the fuck up. Anyway, uh, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Sabin, who said, I'm sure you've heard about the rumors of an Ocarina of Tim remake, probably for the next Nintendo console. My question is, would that really be a system seller for most? I'd buy it, but I can't speak for general audiences. I, if they, listen, if it was like a full-blown, like, it looks like a next-gen game remake of Ocarina of Tim, not just like the 3DS port ported, but like something that looks like, I don't know, like, 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 uh, uh, what's the one that just came out tears of the kingdom like if it looks like something i'm not saying you need to go open world like that but if it's if it's looking like that type of game i one billion percent think that would be a system seller one billion i'd buy it i'd buy a system for that game in a heartbeat because because the controls for ocarina of tim drive me crazy plus you know if that comes in majora's make remake or majora's mask remake is probably not far behind it so i'm not convinced it's going to happen i think it's 50 50 that that happens but i absolutely think that that would be a system seller i think that'd be a massive massive fucking launch title for that, oh my god, that'd be big. So, if you disagree, let me know. But I think a remake of Ocarina of Tim, a full-blown remake, would sell like gangbusters. So, yeah, I, I think it would be. 
Uh, Adam Zorobiak said, Hey, Adam, hope all is well. I was glad you covered Donkey Kong Country 3 last week as that was the one game on the SNES trilogy that I missed. I also have, I also just have a dislike for Kitty Kong. I can't really explain. I'll have to check it out. Just wondering if you looked into the Slay the Spire board game on Kickstarter. Looks pretty cool. My board game of the moment is King of Tokyo Dark Version. Just wondering what the last board game you played was and what was the occasion. Uh, so to get to your first question, uh, I actually did kickstart the Slay the Spire board game. I think... It's only the second thing I've ever kickstarted after the Ghostbusters 2 board game that fucking sucked. So here's hoping that the Slay the Spire board game is much better. I think they're supposed to be shipping soon. Pretty excited. I did I did sponsor that one, and Shay and I are pledged or whatever. Shaylee and I are pretty excited to play that. Uh, the last board game I played... It was probably... Um, oh, man. I haven't played one in a little while. Uh, oh, fuck. What's it called? God damn it. Hang on. I'm going to go look. It's right behind me in my closet. It's going to bother me if I can't remember the name. I can see the box. Give me one second. I'm going to look. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just looking. Where are you? Where are you? Ah, Splendor. Splendor was the last game I played. That's what it was. If you never played it, it's this game where you basically go, uh, there's like a whole bunch of like different colored uh, jewels that are on basically like these poker chips and each turn you can pick a couple of poker chips from the community pot to add to your stack and then you cash in the chips to buy cards uh, that are worth certain amounts of points and you need to be the first player to get a certain amount of points it's a pretty fun game Shaylee and I play it quite a bit so Splendor was the last game I played love that fucking game uh, Mike Effin Banks said, I know I'm not the only one clamoring for remakes or remasters of a specific game series. For me, it's the Legacy of Kane series. If you could pick a game series that hasn't had any special treatment since their original releases, what would it be? I actually thought about this one for a little while, and my first thought was Mega Man. And I don't know if you would consider the anniversary editions and stuff the special treatment. So plus I know they've been like some kind of remakes of some of those games. So my first answer would be Mega Man, but if that doesn't count because they have had something done to them, then I would say Twisted Metal by a mile. I would oh buddy. Twisted Metal one through four remake, just like the Tony Hawk remakes. Oh. Especially three and four, because I like three and four better than one and two. That'd be sick. I I mean I'll take anything Twisted Metal at this point. But remake the Twisted Metal games. Yes, please. I will buy those. Fuck. Oh, my God. Would I buy those? That'd be so... I love Twisted Metal. Matthew said, Will you be playing the new Mario vs. Donkey Kong? I remember this gem from the GBA. It was a fun twist on puzzle games. I played the demo, and I was instantly taken back. Such a great game. I wish Nintendo would re-release games more frequently. They own my childhood, after all. They own so many of our childhoods, and they make us fucking pay for it every time we want to revisit, because that'd be what Nintendo do. Uh, I am absolutely going to play. I never played the original. I would love to play the original, but I'm absolutely, it's, it's pretty much a day one purchase for me. Actually, it's not out this week. I think it is. Um, it might, it's not out right now. I don't know. It's out soon. Uh, yes. I, I don't know if I'll get around to it day one, but I will be buying it pretty well day one and downloading it. And I'm quite, I love puzzle games. I love Mario. I love Donkey Kong. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't love this game. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked to get it fired up. So yes, I will be playing that one. Uh, Danny... Go Gautier, I hope I'm saying that right, Danny. Danny Danny G, uh, sad narration. Let me tell you the story of my life. 
I start a character creation based game only to scrap that character five or 10 hours in because I could have done it better. And sadly, I begin to lose interest in the game shortly after. Please put some sense in me and tell me to stop doing this. What about you? Are you sticking to your characters once you begin a game or do you feel the urge to restart shortly after to do it better? Uh, I do not. And this actually became a bit of a point of contentment during the Starfield previews and the build up to its release. Or was it Cyberpunk? I can't remember if it was Starfield or Cyberpunk, but there was one of them where they showed a preview and they showed just how deep the character creation suite went. And I'm just the type of, I was like, I don't care. And some people were like, what are you talking about? I love it. And I'm like, fair enough. I didn't realize people were this into character creation. I do not. Honestly, I, I spend as little time in there as possible. I try to design a cool looking or a funny looking character. I don't try to make them look like me. I think that's kind of lame. I already look like me. I want to play as somebody different. Uh, if I can pick a different species or something, I will. If I can pick a female character, I usually, usually, I will. But no, I don't spend a lot of time in there. The only time I'd ever restart, I don't know if I've ever done it. I think the only time I would ever consider it would be if it was a game with like all kinds of attribute points and they really fucking mattered, like where you put them early on. It was, you know, it really fucked you up if you put them into the wrong place. But other than that, no, I, I spend very little time in character creation. So I can indeed put some sense into you and tell you to stop doing that, Danny. Fucking go and if you want to create a character, go play with. Go fucking play with Microsoft Paint or whatever the fuck people use Photoshop or whatever the fuck people use. Otherwise, just create something and get into the game and have some fun. Wolfgang Darren said, what's your most unusual game? What's the most unusual game in your collection? By which I mean, if I was perusing your game shelf, I would stop and ask, why is it there? I have one. Hello Kitty Cube Frenzy on the PS1. I would like to know why you have that game, Darren. Although I bet you it's pretty fun. Butters loves Hello Kitty. Uh, I'm looking at my shelf right now. Sorry if I'm yelling. The mic's just a little bit further away from me. Uh... <laughs> Actually, after the podcast, it would probably... I do have Mario's Missing for the Super Nintendo. And I do have Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. And I hate all those games. So if you don't know why, go back and listen to them. So those would all probably be up there. Um... I don't have that many weird games. Yeah, it would probably be one of those. Or, yeah, it, it would either be it would either be one of those, just because everybody knows how much I dislike those games. Sorry, I was turning away from the mic. It would either be one of those, or I own like three different World Series of Poker video games, and I think people would see them and be like, the fuck? These games suck. I'm like, I know they do, but I love poker, and it's cheapest way for me to play Omaha without losing all my money. So it'd be one of those uh, or probably is Mario's missing. Or I have Yoshi Safari for the super Nintendo, but I don't have a super scope six, but I'll go with Mario's missing. And it's actually my childhood copy of Mario's missing. Disgusts me. Fucking disgusts me. Toking Tony said, first time blower here. I miss couch co-op a few years ago. I had an out of town job building water treatment plants on reserves. So I stay in a camp on an island for two weeks at a time with bad cell service and Wi-Fi, so I started bringing party games and retro consoles, mainly Mario Party and sports games and stuff like Mortal Kombat and old-school beat-em-ups. And every day after work, a lot of us would have some drinks, and then the shit-talking would start. You know, it's actually... We did an expansion pass years ago about Couch Co-op, and it was one of my favorite episodes, just laughing about good times in Couch Co-op. I know for myself, personally, the games I think of the most with Couch Co-op are either Mario Kart... There's my voice crack. Mario Kart... Or uh, wrestling games. Like, the amount of hours we put into playing stuff like WCW NWO Revenge and WWF No Mercy. My God. And then Mario Kart. We'd all just... Everybody likes Mario Kart. Those are those are probably my favorites. Also, honorable mention to Mario Party. It's just that usually ended up de um, de degrading itself into an, an argument or a fight. But good fucking times. Wrestling is probably number one, actually. 
Yeah, I miss couch co-op too. And that's it. I don't want any more people in my fucking house. But uh, I do I do miss couch co-op. Agreed. Uh, and finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Craig Brown says, serious question. Don't judge. The older I get, the more inclined I am to play on easy difficulty. Time to game is hard to come by these days, so I prefer beating games rather than throwing my controller. Am I too old? Thanks in advance. Your podcast keeps my love of game. My po- your podcast keeps my love of gaming alive. Well, that's what we're here to do. Keep love alive. Uh, no, no, I'm not. You're. Uh, I'm not judging you at all. You're too old. No, fuck no. Listen, I have been a staunch believer in this for a long time. If you want to play on easy, play on easy. If you want to play on hard fucking be my guest if you want to use save states and rewinds and everything the only time i've got any kind of major beef with that is if you're uh trying to do some kind of like a competition or a speed run or something like that and you're editing out all your save states to chip to be a little a cheater cheater tin then you can fuck off but other than that no play your games the way you want to play them and if people want to hate and people want to throw shade tell them to go fuck themselves who gives a to quote tony soprano who gives a fuck what people say if they don't have the balls to say it to your face or something along those lines. So fuck them. Play it on whatever the fuck you want. Enjoy it. But if you pick the like don't hurt me difficulty in like Doom or Wolfenstein. Where he's got the baby bonnet and the pacifier and stuff in their mouth. Then yeah. Then you're a little bit of a bit. Go to like semi easy. Don't go to like baby's first game easy. But yeah no. Play your games however the fuck you want. It's a hobby. Enjoy your hobby. And fuck the haters. Goddamn right. I wish Lost Levels had an easy mode. Oh, my God. I wish all the games we're about to talk about had an easy mode because we've got to switch things up, and it's time for our Smash It segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And we'll get there in just a minute. And this week, since we're talking Lost Levels, one of the toughest games on the NES, in my opinion, uh, I threw three other tough NES games into the pool. We have Fester's Quest, Ghosts and Goblins, and Blaster Master. And 38% said they would play Ghosts and Goblins, remake Blaster Master, and erase Fester's Quest. So let's see if, you, if a few of you had to say here. And then I'll, let's, let's, foo, 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 foo. let's see what a few of you had to say here. There we go. And then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Booker DeWitt said, Play Blaster Master as it was one of my favorites from my childhood and I never got too far into it. And I'd love to give it another go. Remake Fester's Quest just to fix the damn fire pattern on that bubble gun. Oh my god, that fucking thing that like spins when you... Fuck me. Fuck that gun. Uh, and erase Ghosts and Goblins because fuck that cryptic needing a special weapon to truly beat the game. I've not played the NES one, but I will say Super Ghouls and Ghosts pissed me off that I needed that special weapon to beat the game. I still love it, so I'm, I can't bring myself to erase it, but I can get behind your logic, Booker. I can get behind your... Are you, do you have any relation to Billy DeWitt? Wasn't that the kid's name from Bucky O'Hare? Booker DeWitt? Maybe I'm wrong. I, Billy and Billy DeWitt. I feel like that's what... Anyway... If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, Joe Gillespie said, I'm going to play Fester's Quest because you said it's a good game, but hard as fuck. I'm going to erase Blaster Master because it's equally hard as fuck, but I've never gotten far into it, so be gone. And I'll remake Ghosts and Goblins because, well, hard as fuck as well, it is the best looking of the three and will be super sweet and modern retro graphics with tight controls. I get behind that logic. I will say there is a Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected. I bought it like a year ago and I still haven't turned it on. I'm not sure if it's a remake of one of the old ones or if it's a new game. I think it's a new game. But for all of you out there that are into the Ghosts and Goblins, uh, I recommend checking out uh, Resurrection. Apparently, it's pretty good if you like the if you're into those tough, fucking destroy you games like that. 
Uh, Mox this. Said, pretty easy choice this week. I'll play Ghosts and Goblins. It's a perfect NES tough game. Beatable if you're willing to put in the work. I'll remake Fester's Quest because I had it as a kid and I never understood what to do besides walking around. And I'll erase Blaster Master because I never played it so it no longer existing would not phase me at all. So wait, so you would rather erase the game you've never played than erase the one that you played as a kid and all you did was walk around and you knew what else to do. I don't know, Mox, this. Single secret probation. Single secret. Uh, McCracken said, Fester can eat my ass. I played it so much, and all I remember are the awful emotions it brought me. It could be erased, and I won't miss it. Imagine Fester eating your... Oh, that bald blue head. Uh, Blaster Master hurt my ass even more, but in a different way. I could see it being fun with some work, and I'd love to see it remade. Ghosts and Goblins while being pure torture, and I never came close to finishing it. It was just fun. So it gets to stay the way it is. I like the way you think, McCracken, quite a bit. Uh, I'm actually going with the majority this week, the 38% of you, as did McCracken, I believe. Yes, he did. As did Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, which is still the worst name I ever heard, who wrote in and said, play Ghosts and Goblins, since I've only beaten the first lap out of two in that game before it fucked me in the A. I'd like to return the favor and fuck it right back. And then I'd remake Master Blaster, only to nuke Fester's Quest from the face of the earth. Absolutely terrible game based on a terrible franchise. It got no right to exist. I wouldn't say Adam's Family is a terrible franchise. I can get behind most of the rest of it, but I don't think Adam's Family is a terrible franchise. I can't remember if Fester's Quest is bad or just hard. I'm honestly, it's been a long time. Anyways, I would do the same. I would play Ghosts and Goblins because I haven't and I fucking adore the Super Nintendo entry, so I got to try the original. I would remake Blaster Master because I really like that game, but for the love of fuck, just pull the difficulty back like a little, little bit. I have a full playthrough of Blaster Master, save states included, and some death montages and stuff over at youtube.com slash remember the game if you want to watch me get my ass beat by Blaster Master. And I would erase Fester's Quest because I don't remember like hating the game. I do remember being very difficult, but I remember renting it as a kid, hoping it'd be another game like The Addams Family, and it wasn't, and I was mad that my weekend was ruined. Plus, Fester's a creep, so... A race fest is quest. That's it. Thank you so much, everybody that wrote in and played along as always. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Oh, no, wait. I, what have I been playing? Then we'll go to the sponsors. What have I been playing? Uh, a lot of Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. I just beat it. It's fucking one of my crowning achievements. I'm going to put it on my tombstone someday. I've also still, I'm still plugging away at Cyberpunk 2077. Still really enjoying it. I'm playing Castlevania Bloodlines on the Genesis. That's going to be for an upcoming episode in the very near future. Uh, that's actually pretty dope. It's a pretty fucking sick Castlevania game. I'm really, really becoming a card, like a card-carrying member of Team Genesis. And uh, and then I've been playing Lufia 2 on the Super Nintendo uh, to get ready for hopefully next week's episode if I can finish it in time. Pretty cool little niche JRPG. I'm actually not hating it like I do some JRPGs. Okay, now we'll pause. We'll let a sponsor come in and peddle their wares, and then I'll come back and talk about the Lost Levels. Okay, we'll be right back after this. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the 
best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses. I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right, Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels, the most fucked up Mario game I've ever played, that's for true. Uh, as always, I like to let you nerds have a chance to sound off on the game we're covering before my guests and I hog the microphone. We got a lot of comments this week, so let's rip through some of these. Donkey Schlong Jungle Meat said, well, I loved this game on All-Stars. I don't think I would have if I didn't have the ability to save. I hate to say it, but Nintendo made the right call with their actual with their release of Mario 2. I, I agree with that, and I wish that we had gotten Lost Levels here in America or in Canada and whatever. Um, but I think, and I, I think I joke about it on the show, my parents would have taken my NES away if they had seen me rage at this game so much. Like, this game is so, I think you're right. I think it was the right call. I agree. Uh, Johnny Baboon said, so y'all might laugh at me for this. I never knew this was a thing until I started listening to this show. So I picked up a Retron 2 a few months ago, and I found Super Mario All-Stars at a local retro game store. I bought it for 20 bucks. I'm hooked. I also suck. But fuck me, is it fun? Cannot wait to hear your thoughts on it. Fuck yeah. I... For the record, if you're going to play it, I would recommend playing the All-Stars version. You'll hear why as Bradley and I get into this episode. But that's where I would recommend playing it. PBQ said, I only tried this for the first time last week. My wife watches me on the first level, and after about one minute, she says, you're better than this. I went in too casual to what is Super Mario Battlefield. Yeah, it, it's... And I feel like the first level or two is like, okay, you're like, this isn't so, so bad. Quite quickly, this game goes from like six to a thousand. I feel like the first levels and lost levels are picking up around like World 7 of Super Mario Brothers. And then the difficulty is just exponentially increasing from there. It's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> subdued Subdued said, uh, What can I say about this game other than it's the hardest ass beating I've ever received and I go to BDSM parties? I like it. I like it a lot. And Dougie Fresh said, I remember playing this for the first time on Mario All-Stars for the SNES and thinking, what the fuck is this shit? Of course, this was long before I could use the internet and had no clue this was the official Super Mario Bros. 2 release in Japan, and the copy we got was a fraud. It is a, it is like that man is the real Super Mario Bros. 2. Shout out to everyone who gets that reference. Uh, let's talk about it. We're going to get into all that kind of stuff, how hard this game is, whether or not we like it. We do. Uh, why we didn't get it here. Was it the right idea? A whole bunch more. In just a minute, I am going to queue up some music. And when it stops, Bradley McHugh and I are going to look at Super Mario Bros. The Lost Level, which originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo on August 11, 1993. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go.
All right. Uh, joining me via the blank phone this week to talk about a game I quite enjoy, but also, if we're just putting our cards on the table, one of the most sadistic fucking video games I think I've ever gotten my hands on. It is uh, one of the most sadistic guests that we have here on the show. That's a horrible segue. <laughs> well, it's, uh, what does that it's my, mean? It's my buddy Bradley McHugh. You're not sadistic <laughs> at all, I don't think. You seem quite gentle. I mean, may, I don't know what you do away from the podcast. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. Are you That's, sadistic? I, I I would say no, but I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I guess everyone has different standards for what sadistic is. So, but you know what? It's tough to say. It's tough to say. I can't. Well, okay. I can't look at myself. I can't do that. I get it. But how about this then? Are you as sadistic as Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels? Absolutely not. Absolutely. No, I very few well, are. I think. I don't think. I listen, I I have spent I've I am 40 years old and of my 40 years on this planet, I have probably dedicated at least 30 of them to trying to irritate somebody at any given time. Whether it's trolling or just making a comment that I know will bother somebody or whatever. I like I like getting under people's skin. And to be on the other side of it, I don't know if a game and I like this game. I'm I like this game, but I don't remember the last time a game fucked with me as hard as the lost levels does. This game Boy, is fucking, yeah. it's just, it's, this game is fucked, Bradley. What the <laughs> fuck? This game it's, is fucked. It's pretty brutal, man. I'll, I'll tell you, this is a, this is a brutally difficult game, but the problem that I have with this game is that the reason it's so difficult is because, um, is because it's so well designed and that every minor, like, screw up is on you, the player. The game Agreed. is perfectly designed, so if you mess up and you die, you can't be like, that was so cheap. It never is. I I mean, I, I agree with that about 95%. I will say there's the occasional giant fire stick that I'm just like, and what the fuck? I couldn't even tell it was a giant. Like, there's a few deaths in this game that you don't know are coming until you've been there once. But yeah. I do agree. Like I, So I've been streaming this game. And people have been like, you know, I've been talking about how I love, because I love tough platformers and I love tough Mario games. And that's why I do love this game. Uh, and people have been bringing up play more Mario Maker. And I, I, where are you? I, I played Mario Maker on the Wii U. I thought it was a great concept. And then I realized that 90% of people, myself included, suck at making levels. And I never played Mario Maker 2. Are so, you a Mario Maker guy? I'll tell you, when Mario Maker 1 came out, I thought it was amazing. And me and my brother Mark would, uh, basically, we would, we spent like, two or three months just every day sending each other levels and i feel like we got pretty decent at making levels um but then mario maker 2 came out and i think mario maker 2 sucks so i don't really play that one now is it the is it the the building of levels that sucks or is it other people's levels that sucks i think it's i it's the way you build levels in the switch version i hate because, like, with the Wii U gamepad, that is so, with the stylus, it is so perfectly sure. created to make Mario levels. But the Switch is, like, not really designed with that in mind. Right. And so, like, using, like, a controller and just, like, painstakingly putting down one block at a time is annoying. But then using the touchpad on the Switch screen is also annoying. I don't know. Okay. It's funny because, like, listen, I have a soft spot for the Wii U because I don't think it's as bad as gaming history has made it out to be i do I, think it was a it was a missed shot like they it wasn't a great idea like but i don't i i had good times with it uh but i definitely think mario maker was the game for the wii u like that was yeah. that gamepad was designed for mario maker yeah i think i think that's true there's a yeah. lot of things that i actually really liked about the wii u one of my favorite things about the wii u is in wind waker when you can just swap out your um your items on the on the touchpad yeah the, while the still two, playing on the, it's amazing 
yeah, the two screens come in pretty handy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, so the point, the reason to get it back to Lost, <laughs> the, the reason we went to Mario Maker was because people were telling me like, well, just go and play some Mario Maker. Or I know there are a ton of ROMs online. People have been telling me like, there's fan made ROMs of Nintendo that are really tough and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, but everyone knows my staunch anti PC stance. And I'm like, I don't want to fuck around and get it working and everything. So that's why I like the Lost levels because I feel like it's a collection of horribly or not horribly well designed but very tough Mario Maker levels or one of these ROM hacks, but I don't have to do any fucking around to play it. I can just fire yeah. up my Switch, and it's just there, and I just play it on my Switch. Um, now, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you a, a question before we started. You said that at the beginning, uh, or right, b- right before we started this podcast, you had told me that you were getting really frustrated because you got to, like, the castle level in a certain world, and then you game over in that castle level, and you'd have to start the world over again. Yeah. What version are you playing? Uh, I'm playing the NES version on my Switch. Like on the NES online? Yeah. Okay, so I was playing the Super Nintendo version. The All-Stars one? Yeah. Yep. And in that version, if you game over, you just lose your halfway point in the level you're on, and you can start oh. at that level. See, now that's interesting, because growing up, I played the All-Stars version, and I played, admittedly, I played, uh, like... When I was a little kid, I wasn't very good. I played Mario 1, 2, and 3 on All-Stars far more than I played Lost Levels. But uh, when I when this, when this the NES version, I think, and I might be wrong, and if I am, the internet's going to let me know, I think <laughs> the first time the NES version of it was released over here was on the Wii. I think that is true, yeah. I, on the now, virtual console, I think. I wouldn't quote myself on that either, but I think you are right. Yeah, I think it came yeah. out on the Wii Virtual Console. And, and that's the first place that I played it. That's the only time I've beaten it was on the Wii, and I admittedly save-stated, and I broke a Wiimote, and I put a hole in my wall. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to deny any of those things. I did all those. Uh, the All-Stars version, I, I'd love to... I was going to play the All-Stars version, and then I just decided, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my old age, man. I am such a sucker for that NES art style. Like, I know All-Stars looks great, but I just love that original Mario Brothers, uh, like the skins. Yeah, for me, I was born in 93, so Super Nintendo-style graphics are so nostalgic, and, and like, I don't have as much nostalgia for NES-style graphics. Sure. Um, which, is, which is why, of course, my, my favorite Mario game is Mario World. I think it's the best-looking one of all of them. And it's um, just the best one of all of them. It's, quite yeah, frankly. it's also just, yeah. And it might be um, the best game of all time, but I'm not 100%. It might be. Yeah. Okay, so that's fascinating then. So on the All-Stars version, it doesn't take you back. So like, yeah, when you're playing the NES or I guess the Famicom version, uh, when you game over, uh, the game gives you infinite continues, which is nice. But every time you continue, it's back. To, like if you die in 6-4, dude, I died trying to run under Bowser in 6-4 and like the last pixel of his tail caught my hat and killed me and it was like that was my last life and so it's like i was literally one second from touching that axe and being on to world seven and instead it was right back to six one get grinding i will oh, i will tell you this God. six six four is the level where i was like i'm done all right yeah i've played enough <laughs> i got there <laughs> I got enough. I got enough content here for the podcast. <laughs> so now, and you do. Uh, now that's okay. So th- there was two things I wanted to go back when you said the game is like it's fair. I agree with that ninety nine percent of the time. I do think it's fair. The two problems I have with this game: number one, and I find it's mostly in the castles, but there are occasional moments in other levels too. There are a couple of instances where you're required. I don't want to. 
I, yeah, I don't want to say you're officially blind jumping because like you can kind of crawl ahead and let the screen crawl ahead and see what's up there. But you're semi taking a leap of faith a couple of times. And there's a couple of them where I'm like, you just fucked me. Like that was <laughs> fuck you. Cause I can't get out now. I like, maybe there's a giant fire stick, but it's on a platform. That's only about three Mario's off the ground. So I go the bottom way. I can't get back in time to get away from that fire stick. And I can tell it was a big fire stick. Cause when it's pointing off the screen, it looks the same as a little one. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> yeah. that was one. And then the other, uh, gripe slash I, I think it's a cheap maybe isn't the word i don't know about you dude it's same as in the original super mario brothers the bowser's castles that are the mazes uh when you hey, play the I... famicom version there's no tones to let you know you got it right or wrong what no there's no so, tones there's nothing so you just run through run through run through run through run through and I just have to say, as a ride or die Mario fan that's played all of his games and loves most of them, I hate those. I hate them in the original. I hate them in this one. I fucking hate the Maze Bowser's castles. I fucking despise them. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. That's uh, that sucks. I didn't know that. Like, you don't get the sound, boy. That's Nothing. like, that's like all the dopamine that that like when when the sound goes off and You're just right. like all all this dopamine just is like triggered in my brain and I'm uh, like, yeah, dude. There was. Again. I don't remember which castle it is. Maybe three, four, four, four. It's the it's first four, maze it, it's one. It's four, four. I know. I know which one you're talking about. It's four, four because it's oh. the first level. I've and it turns and it turns out the way through the first maze is just all bottom. Yeah. <laughs> but like nobody would think you're like that's too obvious, right? Like I, and then I finally got it, and then and then it, oh fuck, and then there's like oh no, I think it's six, four where there's a goddamn hammer brother right before the maze starts. So then I go into the maze, but to get to the maze, I have to get past the Hammer Brother. And is there anything more frustrating in a Mario game than trying to get past a lone Hammer Brother on the ground when you're small? And he's not standing on blocks that you can no. hit underneath him? No. And so you basically, like, you just, like, all I do now when I know he's coming is I run and just jump. And yeah, usually me too. You can I started get past. leaping over that guy. Yeah. yeah. I, know the, I know exactly what you're talking about having just played this. I know the, 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 I, can, I can picture the, the screenshot in my head. And the, and the frustrating part is you can do the run and jump over him, but then you land on the middle of the three platforms for the maze and you need to jump up to the top one, but you need to tread lightly getting back to thread the needle and jump up to the top one because his hammers can catch you. Yeah. And I just, fuck, oh my God. I Every opportunity I have in a Mario game to kill a hammer brother, I take it. Every single one. <laughs> I will yeah, waste you, my entire star yeah. to find a hammer brother and use it on him. I don't give a fuck. Those now, fuckers. I, I have like I have like a pretty crazy crazy opinion, and I want to know if you agree with me on this. Um, I found that with this game, I found the castles to be like pretty unreasonably difficult. And my only gripe about unfairness is that in some castles, particularly four four, which I hate so much, um, there's jumps that you can't complete if you have a mushroom. You have yeah. to be small, otherwise you his head sees forehead's too big and he smashes his head on the roof and goes right into the lava yeah it's true i was watching somebody play through the game this morning to get ready for this show uh because just for the record i guess we should because i want to get to that i'm going to make a note making jumps big because i want to i want to set the table because i want to get to that um i have beaten this game one time in my life and it was on the wii with save states Straight up. And that's the NES version, the Famicom version. I'm playing it now, and I'm currently in World 6 on my streams, and I'm I've off stream I've gotten to World 7-1. And that's just and like and I am dying and dying and dying. And again, playing the Famicom version where it's back to level one every fucking time, like level one of that world. 
Uh, have you beaten this game? And if not, you, you said you tapped, sorry, you said that you tapped out on six, four. I, I tapped at six, four and I've okay. never beat it. I've actually never beat it before. I've okay. I think six, four, like this one that this run that I just did this past week is probably the farthest I've ever gotten. Okay. So then on going back to your note of trying to make jumps when you're big, I was watching a YouTube playthrough of this game this morning, uh, just to kind of, you know, I and I and I didn't want to watch the whole game because I didn't want to spoil what the last eight levels are for me, not to mention the hidden ones after the game. So I did turn it off a little bit past there. But I was watching this guy and dude, he was he was pretty good, but he was making some joke jumps where he would like duck and then jump as Mario and get under things ducked. And no I consider myself fairly good at Mario, but I've never been able to do that with any no regularity. Way. I remember um, I remember just like watching a stream like as a young man like probably like 10 15 years ago when like Twitch was pretty new and he, there was a guy playing this game and I just remember just being in awe watching him play 8 forks I was like how, I don't even understand how a person could play this it looks insanely difficult It is fucking insanely difficult it really is um now that said cuz you're right there is the occasional spot where I find jumping while you're big is is very very like I dude, I think I've had fire like in in so I'm in six four. So what is that? Twenty four levels in twenty four levels, right? Twenty four levels. Mm, Thirty two. Yeah, twenty four levels. Uh, yeah, six times four, twenty four. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. In in twenty four levels, I feel like I've had firepower for like a combined level and a half. Yeah, me too. It like that's that's I'm so glad you brought that up because when I was playing this, I was like, power ups are hidden in this version, whereas yeah. In, Mario Brothers 1, they're pr- typically at the beginning of the level, super obvious, and somewhere in the middle of the level, super obvious. Yeah. I, and like, but, and the thing about it, like, I can't, I genuinely can't, because I don't think there's as many power-up boxes in this one, but I also, you're right, some of them are hidden, and I also feel like part of the reason I just don't have any firepower is because I can never get from one box to another without taking damage and yeah, going I, back to small Mario. Like, it's... <laughs> It it almost feels like you know when your nose is really stuffed up, and then you get that moment of like relief where you can like, uh, and you can just breathe for that like half a second. That's how this game feels when you're actually big. Yeah, <laughs> because it's so rare that you get these like brief, brief little uh, pauses where you're like, oh my god, I could take a hit, and then that's over. Almost always, it's over in seconds, and then you're and, fucked and, again. Yeah, and that's and not this- even to start to mention. Um, the poison mushrooms, which I actually think are, I like the poison. I think that's, I, I, I like, really enjoy yeah. that addition. I, I like that addition too. I also found that like typically poison mushrooms in lost levels are where, if you had played Mario brothers one, where you would expect the mushrooms to be. Oh yeah. And Dude, so like, many, it feels like they're just fucking with me. Oh, many a time I'm like, I'm desperate for a mushroom. And then I hit a box and it makes the noise and it starts coming out. And I'm like, ah, ah. and the thing about it is like on the all-stars version, they're blue, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're blue. Yeah. So on the, on the Famicom version, uh, they're just like a darker version of the regular one. Oh man. Like you can tell, horrid. but you, you can tell, but like, so the, I think the only time one has killed me was I was in one of the underground levels and I hit a box and the mushroom came out and I'm, I'm like, I'm hesitating and I'm like, fuck, is that a poison mushroom or is that a regular mushroom that's dark because I'm underground, which well, and kind of dumb, yeah. but. And for me, uh, I, because I've played so much side scrolling Mario in my life, when I hear the sound that a uh, power ups about to come out, I just train myself to jump up onto there before it comes out. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. And so, and, yeah. and so I'll jump up there and just die and be like, well, what the hell? Okay. And, and, there, and there are several mushrooms in this game where, like, that's basically your only chance at getting it. Like, yeah. you better be quick on that. Because everyone that's played a lot of old school Mario has that muscle memory of, like, hit the box, and then before that mushroom is even, like, crowned, you fucking have jumped up on the box and you're ready for it. Well, and in this one, yeah. you need to wait a little bit. There's one in 4-4, four, four, and it's, like, at the very end of it. Like, it's near the end of the castle, but, like... It's pretty it's pretty much a necessity, but it's in a hidden block that you hit, and then you have to run underneath the platform that it's on before it falls into the lava. And there's a platform you have to jump up onto that, but Bowser's spitting fire and there's a piranha plant there, and like it's it's like a it's a crapshoot. It's a one in three chance you're getting yeah. that that uh, Fucking I, vicious. Fucking I also what? found because like because I found because this game is so hard, like particularly in the castles and at the Bowser boss fights, um, I would just like if I had a, a mushroom, I'd be like, you know what, I'll just let Bowser hit me and then use my invincibility to get the axe. Sure. And just tackle yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah my I my get post that. hit invincibility. Oh man. It is just fucking fucking sadistic. Um so I mean, I don't really even want to get into the history lesson because I'm assuming that like 90% of people know, and I probably talked about it in the intro, but 10 seconds or less, if you don't know, they decided this game was too hard for North Americans when it released in Japan. So then they ended up reskinning a game called Doki Doki Panic, which is what Mario 2 is that everybody knows with throwing a bunch of your turnips and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, when I first found that out, I was like a little bit upset because I was like, how bad do they think we are at video games over here? Like, fuck off. Give us the game. And now, like, replaying it now, especially playing the Famicom version of it now sitting here, and no save stating or anything, with one exception, which is something I need to get into. Uh, I'm, I'm playing this, and I'm like, I'm kind of glad that we they didn't release this on the NES, and we got the Super Mario Brothers 2 that we did. A, because I, I like, are you pro Super Mario Brothers 2? Like, the, the turn-up throwing one? I love that game. I don't think it's as good as 1 in 3 or World, but I think Super Mario Brothers 2 is an excellent platformer yeah very it's good. so fun i love that game it's the weakest of the four but i still think it's great and re it's funny because now like playing lost levels i'm like no it's probably better i didn't have this as a kid because i i'm not gonna hide it i think most listeners know i have been known to uh, occasionally lash out in a fit of gamer rage once in a great while and uh i think this game my mom and dad might have taken <laughs> video games away from me if i had had this game as a kid <laughs> Like they yeah, might have been like, he can't play these exist. anymore. Even yeah. and the thing about it, dude, is like even by NES standards, like think about some of the toughest NES games. Think of your Battle Toads. Think of your your Ninja Turtles. Think of your Silver Surfers. Think of like, well, Metal Silver Surfer is different because that game's broken. But like Contra, like think of some of the tough NES games. This one is still, I'm it's like, still I, this, yeah. this is uh, this is like, like you wouldn't give a kid Suicide Hot Wings, and that's what this is. This isn't like. A little hot. This is you're gonna feel this the next day. Hot. I'll, so, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about something I feel very adamantly about this game, especially like having it having come out in the NES era where there was so many games like that. If this was a if this was called something else and it was just like a platformer that didn't have Mario's name in the title, I would have played the first three levels and been like, Nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think I'll I think I'll call it there. But because it's Mario, I'm like, well, well no, I have to play it. It's Mario. Yeah, I yeah. gotta play it. Of course. Um. I do definitely, like, I'll sit here right now. As someone that's 100%ed practically every Mario game, uh, this is definitively the hardest Mario game. Like, For I sure. don't think there's any debate about that. Yeah, nobody's, um, nobody's going to be like, uh, actually, somebody was saying something in my Twitch chat a few days ago where they were like, 
uh, I think they were talking about like Mario 3D Land, and I was like, I don't know, I don't remember struggling with with that one at all. Like, listen, there are some like Champions Road in I think Mario 3D World. Like, there are some tough final levels in some Mario games. Like, there, no question. Uh, I have beaten Super Mario World countless times, and I still find a couple of those special levels tough. Yeah, the special levels are tough. Like the one where you have to be ballooned up. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's the worst. That's the one that fucks me so often. Hate it, but like. I just can't ever think of like as someone again that's played all the Mario games. Like I can't think of one that's just this consistently tough. Yeah. By about that's... World Two, maybe if not World Two, World Three, they're like fuck you. Uh, yeah. And then the grind starts. I-, I wanted to bring up the the save stating thing because I like I said I haven't been using save states to like. Good man. You know if I die on Bowser, load a save state, try again. I haven't been doing any of that. Uh, did you? No, no, no knocking on this one. Uh, well, I played, no, the, I played the all-star version on Switch, and I did not use any safe, okay. safe stating. I did not. But because, but, like, it's the the, Switch, the all-stars version is so lenient on your continues. Right. But now, so I, but now, I didn't feel a need. So now that's the other point, though, is, like, I do think they offset the difficulty of this game. A l- maybe not offset it, but they give you a tool to com- to compete with it by, by giving you inf- – you have infinite continues. In it. Like, when you played the original Super Mario Brothers – when you ran out of lives, it was like, fuck you. And then I know later people found the cheat where you could load up where you are. But by and large, you're back to square one. In this game, they're like, try again, try again, try again. They'll let you try for three days. Try again, try again. Yeah. But there's no save files. On, the, on the, I know on the All-Stars pack, there is. In this one, there's not. And so that's something that I've been thinking about lately, too, is like, I'm not using save states to cheese the game, but I am using them so that I don't have to go back to World 1-1 when I need to walk away from this game and come back. Can you think, yeah. can you fathom sitting down with a Famicom, uh, which is Japanese NES, and beating this game in one sitting? I'd, I'd rather not think about I, the, the who horrors does of such that? a thing. Yeah. Like, Could you imagine sitting down and playing it for the first time ever and beating it in a sitting? No. I can't imagine, like, I think you, you would have to practice. I'm sure there's people out there that can do it. I'm sure there are. There's speedrunners and stuff, but, like, my God, the amount of hours that you would have to put into this game to get good enough to play through. Because, like, again, it'll let you keep continuing, but only as long as the console's on. There was no save points back then. You turn this console off, and it's, fuck you. So that's that's where I have been using save states, and I've been playing it for a week, and I'm at World 7. I'll admit, I, I actually, uh, admittedly, like, on Nintendo Switch Online specifically, I'll use save states on, like, really tough games like i use some state save stating to play through ninja gaiden uh which is worth it because that game's awesome and uh, tough fucking game though yeah contra one i use some save save stating to beat that game but you know what get bent you should here's how i feel if a game doesn't give you a save option but you could save state that's your save option just save every game should be saved you should be allowed to save any game without people breathing down your neck and being like well that's not how it's supposed to be played i mean yeah like i i'll listen i'll I'll, someone wrote into the show a couple weeks ago or no was it no it was on reddit it was on reddit it was in the retro gaming reddit and somebody asked like hey i'm I'm a younger person i'm just kind of new to these old retro games i'm emulating them what's the stance on on save states and i weighed in on it as did many others but i weighed in and i was like listen if you want to if you want to be able to flex about like, you know, Hey, I beat the game fair and square, you know, one run through everything like that. Then of course not. Then you can't save. Like if you want to have that brag, then you can't save state. But otherwise I'm like, dude, play the game. However the fuck you want. Like it's same as like with modern games. If you want to play it on easy, fucking play it on easy. If you want to save state, I don't give a shit. 
Like if you, you know, as long as you're not cheating, like if you try to use it for like a fucking world record or something, like that's different. But it, it, and quite frankly, dude, with a lot of these old tough NES games, like one of my crown, one of the, the jewels in my gaming crown is that I can beat the original TMNT on the NES fair and square. And oh. I'm proud of that. But I, oh, I, really? I use the, yeah. Oh yeah. I have a full walkthrough of it on YouTube. I, I'll teach you. I can teach you how to beat that game. But can you teach me how to get past level F and three with the goddamn <laughs> eels? Yeah, the seaweed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whatever the electric the, the shit, whatever. Yes, it is. I can. It'd be funny if those were all eels and they were just stuck face down in the sand or whatever. The yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but uh, but I think save states can be a great tool for learning these old games. Like, yeah, and then I, I and, and so that's and I'm like, if you want to just use them to beat it, then fucking use them to beat it. I don't give a shit. Fuck Mike Matai. Do whatever the fuck you want. But if you want to, a uh, shout out to anyone that knows who Mike Matai is. Fuck that guy. But if you want to, uh. If if you want to like learn how to beat it in one run, save states can be a phenomenal. Like make a save state in front of a really tough boss, and then just again and again and again and again, and eventually you will get that muscle memory. Because that was one of the things we dealt with as kids with these old NES games. Is uh, and I'm dealing with it now, trying to beat the Famicom version of this fair and square. It's so hard to get your practice reps in because a couple of deaths, and it's either back to the beginning of the game or back to the beginning of the world, and then you have to hike back to it to try again and i know that like there's games like dark souls and stuff now but i do think a lot of us have been made soft by the consistent by the consistent checkpoints uh that modern games offer i also just think games are more fun with those consistent checkpoints i don't give a fuck I agree. my time is limited yes like let me enjoy myself i don't give a shit uh- I totally agree, and here's why. And here's why I'm gonna I'm gonna use Mario: The Lost Levels as an example, specifically the Famicom version that you're talking about. If I play through three one, three two, three three, and then game over in three four, why should I have to play three one again? I've already proven I can do it. Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. That's, that's as good an answer as Nintendo is. If I asked Nintendo yeah. that question, they would just send me a, an envelope that just says "Get good." Yeah, exactly. Oh. I now I do think that there's some. I do think some NES games were. I think the 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 difficulty was intentional or unintentional. I think it was a way to extend the life of the game. It's like if you brought a game home, yeah. like a lot of NES games, you can beat them in an hour. You know, but it's like yeah, if it's if so you know tough that doing. you can't then it's like now you have to play it for three weeks to try to get good enough. So I, I think that's part of it too. So like I think about like I think about like old Blockbuster and like renting NES games and I think like specifically it's like I couldn't imagine renting the original Donkey Kong on NES from a Blockbuster, taking it home and beating it in three minutes and then being like, well what's the rest of my weekend now? Exactly. Right? Like and you're just playing for a high score now. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, okay, listen, here's what's going to happen. We're going to pause here. We're going to let a sponsor come in and peddle their wares and keep the bills on around here. Um, and then when we come back, there's still, we haven't even touched Luigi. We haven't touched the warp pipes. I want to get into the wind. There's still lots to get into in this fucking game. So let's, we'll take a quick break here. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose 
who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, I want to jump into one of the one of my favorite things about this game, despite the fact that I never make use of it. And that is that you have the option to play as Mario or Luigi, and they play very differently. And I, even though I can't, dude, so if you've never played it, Luigi jumps higher. He has kind of a floaty jump. There's a Mario 2 Luigi jump we all know now. But he also <laughs> is like, his his the bottom of it, he has those roller shoes on. Is that true? The, yeah, when he hits the ground, he slides. Son of a... Bitch, I and did so, not know this at all. And I played as Luigi the whole time. And I was like, why are these controllers so flo- controls so floaty? I assumed <laughs> it was because the game was old and I was and I kept hitting my head. Remember, I was talking about that a few minutes ago because Luigi's head is too tall. <laughs> so you you got to. <laughs> so I was I was dying a lot with Mario. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a second file because I had my four save states and I'm going to fire this thing up as Luigi. And I, I played one level as him. And knowing how precise some of the jumps are that are coming later and his goddamn slippery feet, I was like, fuck, this is why you're player two, my friend. Oh my uh, that's hilarious that you've only played it as Luigi. Dude, when this podcast is done, you should give it a shot as Mario. And just see I, how it- it's what I'm going to spend the rest of my day doing, I think. <laughs> you watch, he'll post. He's like, I just beat it in an hour and a half. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's I do like that quite a bit. Um, I I, I like, like his inclusion. I like I like I like the ability to choose. You know, yeah. Even if it had been nothing more than like a, a like a the color of their clothes, Risky like even if it had just been like, hey, you can play as Mario or Luigi now. That's whatever you want. Which, that would I cool. thought I thought it was just a reskin, but yeah. But the fact that he not. like handles differently as well, uh, that's a big deal. Like that that adds a lot because like even if you were to play this, like dude. The one thing I can say about this game that if I had gotten it as a child is I think I, even though I, I would have broken some controllers and I probably would have gotten my Nintendo taken away, uh, if you could get past the rage point, there's a lot of bang for your buck. There's a lot of meat on the bone, as they say, in this game because it's probably going to take you fucking weeks to get good enough to beat it with Mario. And then you do the bonus levels and everything. And then you can start it over with Luigi and it's like kind of a different game with those flow. Because I think the high jumps would probably come in really... Dude, many a time I have died with the Mario jumps in this game. But that slide that he fucking does when you need to do some of those things where you're jumping onto the solo bricks. Holy fuck. You're a, how do you, fuck, you're a better man than I to stick those fucking jumps. Yo, dog, I I had no clue. I had no clue. 
until That's this so moment. wild. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel so silly. I feel so dumb. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think, because now I'm interested to see when you fired up with Mario how you're gonna feel. Because that's the other thing, and even with the facelift and everything that All Stars gave it, uh, and I may be wrong because I haven't played the All Stars version of this game in years. It still has mostly the original Super Mario Brothers physics. Like, there's no Mario three jumps where you're yeah, like in the air I, I and can pull back halfway and shit. Like, it's his his jumps are very like momentum based, and I had many a time where I died because I didn't have enough room to take a running start at a jump. Cause there's a lot of jumps in this game where you need to land on a one brick or like a bullet bill cannon and then instantly jump off it again. But you need to be running to stick that jump. But and the, you don't have a lot of issue, room. The issue with that is that sometimes this happened to me. I want to know if it happened to you sometimes because the way the game scrolls, as soon as you scroll, you can no longer go backwards. And so I'd get to a point where I'd have to do like a long, big, long running jump, but I haven't left myself enough space to do the run that i yeah. need to do yeah I, I died many times like that there's one part i don't know what level it is you've been there though if you're in the same place i am it's a it's a it's a world it's a level one in a world and when you get right to the end of the level there's just like a giant brick wall and then there's two hidden blocks oh yeah yeah oh that and, that took me forever yeah and i don't know how it is with luigi but with mario if you're not running he can't get up onto that first block oh he uh luigi can get up there fuck he can so Luigi, with Mario, the camera gets so tight that you can't run and jump up onto that block. So the only way to get up on it, if you fuck that up, is to run at that wall, jump into the wall, and then as your face is like sliding up the wall, pull back. And if you do it just right, you'll land on that brick. <laughs> that sounds is, that sounds insane. I oh, that sounds fucked. crazy. Like you yeah. need to stick it before you, because you're right. You need to stick it before you pull the screen too far ahead that you can't make a running start. Um. It's just like there's so many jumps, like I said, where you need to everybody. Somebody was mocking me in my stream because I was having so much trouble with this one jump where what it is, is there's a pit. And right before the pit, there's a piranha plant that's level with the ground and then a one single brick sticking up. And you need to run, jump onto that one single brick and then instantly jump again to get over the pit onto the next platform. But if you're just walking, you can't make the jump, at least not as Mario. So you have to run. But if you're running, then the second you land on that brick, you need to hit jump again. And if you land too far forward on the brick, you don't have enough time to hit jump again. Yeah. And so I was dying there so much. Fuck. Can I tell you something about this game that actually shocked me? Like, actually surprised me while I was playing it? I think uh, in the, the six worlds that I played, I think I only encountered two levels like this. But I found that despite the rest of the game, that the water levels were surprisingly, like, calm and yeah. pretty easy to just kind of like float through i i will agree the only issue i had with the and, and I'm, I'm curious if you found this maybe it was just me getting in my own head but the you know at the bottom of the water where it sucks you into like the abyss and you die yeah. i found that vacuum much stronger but maybe yeah, that's just that me might be true. it, like, it, it also might like be it, the famicom version because i don't i don't i, I don't know I, I i did die a couple times on the bottom but like because i'm i'm I, like i consider myself pretty competent at the original mario brothers and i love to hug the bottom of the water and go underneath everything mm. and in this one i finally stopped doing it because i was like i am dying so much like getting a, sucked yeah. into the whirlpools here other than that i agree the water levels i think are almost a break compared yeah. to the fucking the rest of because you know what it is there's just no there's no holes to fall in as long as you yeah. don't get sucked <laughs> into the bottom i yeah. feel like if i've died a thousand times in this playthrough 900 of them have been falling into holes I, I would agree with that, which is unfortunate because it means that for the most part, the mushrooms are useless in this. Yeah. Game. All the mushrooms do is like in those, dude, those 
those fucking cheap, cheap levels where they come flying out of the like. We've oh, all played them. the ah, like we've Delete all played them. those levels. Like the key is to just don't stop moving. But these ones are so difficult, you have to stop moving. And yeah. then they just you get the mushroom, dude. I think it's in World Six. There's like you get a mushroom out of like a regular brick, and and like almost every time, the second I get that mushroom, a cheap, cheap comes up and hits me right in the face. It never <laughs> fails, and I'm just like, fuck you. You couldn't even have let me enjoy like one jump with it. You fucking yeah. dumb fish. Fuck. Oh man. I will also um, say that I think uh I think that for the most part, the hard levels in this game are the castles, with the the water levels being pretty hard. But I find that like, you know, just kinda like the grass plains type levels um are are fairly manageable. Agreed. And and yeah. getting back to something you said half an hour ago when we started this, I, I really do feel like ninety percent of this game is is tough, but very tough, but mostly fair. Yeah. Most of it. Like a lot of Nintendo hard games aren't fair. Like they're just frustrating. There's just so many enemies. There's so much to do that I'm like, this yeah. isn't even like, dude, the last third of Blast. If you've not watched it, ladies and gentlemen, I implore you, youtube.com slash remember the game. Watch my playthrough of Blaster Master. I like that almost broke my soul the last third of that fucking game. And I don't feel like that with this. I don't feel like they're they're not just throwing 80 Koopa Troopas at you where there's no way to dodge them. You it's, yeah. it's all the, like the key to this game is precision. Like you need to be a Mario surgeon to fucking beat this game. There's a there's a part in this game and it's in 4-4 which I think I mentioned a few times I really hate. Um that is one of my least favorite parts in any Mario game and it's like you're in this really tight hallway in Bowser's castle and there's like a jump with a brick that's got the fire rod. And then up top is these three Koopas that walk and fall down to where you are. And you have yes. to like jump to hit them. And then you have to jump up onto the fire rod. That's like my least favorite part of any, any Mario game maybe ever. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. Of all the things, that's the thing. That's the one that said, I get it. Fair enough. And that's, oh, I get it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I could do um, a full podcast about world four, four. Yeah. Just four, four sucks, dude. Uh, uh Another thing, and it's funny because I I remembered that these levels were coming from my old playthrough on the Wii, but I found them much harder than than I have now. The wind levels. Oh yeah, where you, uh, you need the wind to support your jump. I don't know why I found that so hard the first time. I've actually quite enjoyed those levels this time. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that those wind levels are like a really great way to um, kind of set this one aside from Mario Brothers One because ultimately they're really really similar games. But having like a new mechanic that you kind of have to work with makes it wholly unique, and I love that. Yeah, I I'm interested to see how those wind levels treat Luigi. Like he must uh, be fucking well. Superman. He must be fucking gone. Not yeah, not great. Yeah, <laughs> when he jumps like this, I like that. I like that though, and I and I like that. Uh, I think they're well designed because it's not the whole level. They come and go. Yeah, like they'll give and you a few jumps where you necessary. Yeah. yeah, a few jumps where you need it, and then it's like, all right, now you're good. Um, yeah. dude, did you did you take any warp pipes in this fucking game? No, I was try I was like I was avoiding it on purpose cuz I wanted to cuz recently, yeah, like recently I did the first Mario Brothers game just like no warp pipes 1 1 1 to 8 4 and I was like, well, I felt like I fully experienced the game whereas uh on playthroughs I've done before where I take the warp pipe to world 4 and then in 4 2 take it to world 8. I, I don't feel like I'm fully experiencing the game. I'm just beating it as quickly as I can. Sure. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I almost always try to avoid the, the war pipes, unless like for whatever reason I just want to play World Eight or something, and I'm trying to get there. I traditionally yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a warp pipe skipper. But in this one, I don't know if you knew, but like some of the warp pipes send you backwards. Like what? you find them, and then they send you oh, back to previous. Yeah, levels. okay. So I didn't check this out, but I actually was reading about it. I, I don't remember where it was, but apparently there's one place where you go to the warp pipe, and there's one pipe, and it's World One. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like psychotic. Wah, wah. It's fucking. It's ridiculous. I, dude, I'm telling you, I, I would not be surprised if I found out someday that like Shigeru Miyamoto was just in a really like maybe he was trying to quit smoking. Yeah, when he was making this game or something, and he was just pissed off, and he was just taking it out on everybody. Maybe that's what it was. I don't fucking know. My um, suspicion is that somebody online was reviewing, or no, online it was the '80s. What am I talking about? Someone in a what a magazine maybe i guess it would be was reviewing mario brothers and was like this game's a little too easy and shigeru miyamoto's like oh too easy huh? i'll fucking yeah i'll like fucking shit. show you it yeah. feels like this was like the one because like dude miyamoto's had his hands in so many mario games and they're usually tough but fair and fun and nice yeah. and this one it just felt like he was like i fucking i hate all of you like it just feels like he's burning the it's fucking wild. I don't know. And, I, and um, I, I like I like the idea of comparing like this game to Mario Wonder, like the newest one, which I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, but Mario Wonder is the easiest Mario game I've ever played. Yeah, it's, and it's up there. It's pretty it's simple. The difference in difficulty between these two games, which are built on the same foundation, is just insane to me. Like, I'm surprised because, like, they even semi-marketed this game as, like, this one was for, like, the master Mario players and stuff like that. Like, I'm really surprised they didn't release it as, like, Super Mario Brothers. Extra or something. Yeah, or, like, Super Mario Brothers Pro Edition or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm sure. That does sound like something the U.S. would do. Yeah, because it does feel like some, like, a game that some people would enjoy. Uh, well, but I, I also think there's a lot of dude. Like if you had gotten you like, listen, I know you weren't around back then, but I, I'm, I'm old as shit. I was. Everybody wanted an NES in the '80s. Everybody wanted one. And if a kid had gotten one and gotten this game with it, like, and then they had gone to school and been like, no, I can't beat Mario, and everyone's making fun of them, and like this game might have ruined some lot, some childhoods. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm, I'm sure a few NES games uh, did ruin some childhoods. Yeah, like I only feel like I can enjoy it now because I'm, I'm. Uh, I have access to alcohol and marijuana <laughs> and they, they offset the fucking, the, what this game can do to you. Um, Holy crap. So then if you, have you ever seen the bonus worlds? Like have you ever watched the playthroughs of them or anything? I know that there, I, I, I haven't, but I know that there is like a world nine and like a world a, I think. Yeah. So like my, I've, I've never played them. My understanding is if you beat the game, without warps then you get access to world nine which i think you have to beat with one level i think oh god and then if you were able to do that then i don't know exactly how you unlock them but there are four bonus worlds and i i know don't even bother writing in everybody because i can just look it up i didn't you know what i'll look it up while we're talking because i <laughs> otherwise it's gonna bother people so be, be, be like i know what you're gonna do i'll figure it out don't well, worry that's what happens lost <laughs> yeah. hang on lost levels how to access bonus worlds in the famicom disc version of super mario brothers 2 the player must beat the game what that can't be right eight consecutive times that can't be true what do you mean eight like the whole can i warp in that eight consecutive times 
That's what it says is you have to beat the game eight consecutive times. What? The From what I've learned online, you have to beat the game eight times to unlock the secret worlds. World nine repeats forever. Once you're bored, just kill Mario and wait for the game to return to the title screen. When you have eight stars on the title screen, you can start on world A by pressing start while holding the A button. Hey, man, you got to put that somewhere if you're going to do that. You got to let people I don't know, know if I, 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 I don't, this might end up being like the one Mario game that I never 100%. That's the most, I don't know if I can beat most, this game eight consecutive times. That's the most unreasonable request I've ever heard. Oh my, now it says in the All-Stars version, the player simply has to beat World 9. In order to access those. Perfect. But to access I them in the original, that. yeah, to access them in the original Famicom version, you have to beat the game eight times. Oh, like you have man. to beat World Nine eight times. I'm just reading it right know. now. Yeah, I don't know. Does that include okay. World Nine? This is from uh, MarioWiki.com. Uh, World Nine also presented in the game. As Fantasy World and Nine World is the first secret world of Super Mario Bros. The Lost Level, unlocked when the player beats Bowser while clearing all 32 of the game's standard levels in that playthrough. Usually this entails using no warp zones, although it is possible to use the backward warp zone, so you can warp that way, but you can't skip God a bunch of worlds. Uh, unlike other worlds in this game, this world just has three levels, or this world has three levels that take place underwater, as well as a castle that is not the last level of the world. According to an interview given, Shigeru Miyamoto added World 9 to the game, Due to interest in a glitch exclusive to the Japanese version of the original. Okay, which was that over? Okay, all right, that makes sense. Uh, was that World Minus One or whatever? Yeah, I think so. But it still doesn't say anything about how to access like World A. Well, I'll tell you right now. If I need to beat this fucking... Yeah, okay, here it is. Um, this is from Strategy... Sorry, everybody. Maybe this is making for boring pa- podcasting, <laughs> but now I'm trying to figure this out. Um, to unlock these top secret worlds, you need to acquire at least eight stars on your title screen by finishing the game eight times, regardless if you use warps or not. Once you have accomplished this difficult task, return to the title screen and by holding A and pressing start to select your desired character, you have access to these harder versions of the previously seen levels and some never before seen levels. Okay, so here's the deal. is That, that is... I still think that's an insanely unreasonable request, but I think it's more reasonable now if you're playing it on like NES Online or Super Nintendo. If you had to do eight consecutive run-throughs in one go back in the day when the game didn't have a save function, yeah, uh-uh, no yeah. way. Like, I wonder if it was mentioned in the instruction manual to tell people how to like hold A and get, I don't know. That's, whew, that's fucking crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah. That seems fucking wild. So Miyamoto had lost his mind when he. Oh my god! That. What a fucked up game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what though? I love this game. I, I really do. do. I, I, do I really do love it. I've been really enjoying streaming it and playing it, and even with the rage sometimes. Like I, I've said it many times. It's funny. Like, are you a Dark Souls guy, Bradley? No, no, me not. neither. I, I, and it's so funny because people are like, "Oh, Adam doesn't like hard games." I'm like, "I love hard games. They have to be the right hard games." I like, I, like, Souls... I like Elden Ring, though. I, I I did play a lot of Elden Ring. I do like okay. that game. Yeah. See, like, those games have just never really grabbed me by the balls. But a platformer that's tough like this, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but, like, I will beat my head against the wall for weeks playing this. I don't know yeah. why. I just, I really enjoy the tough platforming. And we're kind of getting ready to start running this down, but I just want to bring it back to what you said off the top. Not all of it, but I do think a vast majority of it is incredibly dull or tough but reasonably fair. And they're just expecting that you're very, very, very good at Mario. Like, yeah, I consider I myself pretty good at Mario, yeah. and I'm not good enough for this game. 
Well, and that's crazy so, too, because if you think about it, if you think about that statement, you and I have been playing Mario for probably our whole lives. Yeah. And we're in our thirties and we've been playing Mario our whole lives. And we are still like, this is a little unreasonable for my taste. Can you imagine having played this with one year Mario experience? No, no, never. Insane. Like as a little six-year-old, like I don't, uh, but I, I, again, like if I could control my rage, I feel like I would have. Oh, I can't, but so. I can't, I can't control my fucking rage. I can't. I only it. play, I only play this game when my wife is out of the house so that she doesn't um, leave. Yeah, I, I not to, not to tie it back to it because I know most of you that follow me on social media are aware, but like Molly, my dog is is pretty sick right now, and she's been at the vet for a couple of days, and that's why I've been kind of playing it a little more because I'm like she hates it when I yell and swear and get upset, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna take advantage of her not being in the house and just let it fly, and I I have invented swear. Oh, I okay, sorry everybody, I meant to to do this, Bradley. I, I apologize. I need one quick moment to go on a side rant here, and we're gonna go spoil this thing. Uh, I get asked all the time, why do I call the listeners hot dogs? And this game is the origin of it. And I'm, I'm going to use it in promotion and stuff to tell people about give away the origin. I was playing this on stream years ago. I don't remember why, maybe just for fun. I don't know. But I kept dying in one level. And uh, one of the viewers, Makeshift Money, in my chat, used his, his stream points to say that I wasn't allowed to swear for 10 minutes, which is one of the things I have on Twitch. And, like, it's just for fun. Right? Yo, while playing uh, but- this game? Yeah, and I I did my best. I I might have dropped a couple, but I did. I every time I died, I was like fiddle dee dee. Like I was just waiting. And the second that ten minutes expired, I let go, and I yelled at <laughs> makeshift and dropped about every swear word I could think of. And I think at the very end of it, I called him a hot dog. It was the very end of the rant, and it, I don't even know why. I was just out of words to say, and it stuck. So for all of you, like, why does he call us hot dogs? Uh, it's because I secretly hate when you tell me not to swear when I'm playing tough video games. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what it your comes new down curse to. Word, yeah, yeah. So, uh, dude, we covered Luigi. We covered the backwards warps. We covered the wind. Um, you got anything else? Like, I'm good. This game's fucked. I love it, but this game is fucked. I don't like uh, how unreasonable the Bowser boss fights are in this game, especially goddamn four four when it's got the wall there and there's a fire thing going around and he's throwing hammers and you have to go under him but you can't go fast enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Four four yeah. sucks. That's that's my take. I hate four four, <laughs> yeah. but I love the rest of the game. Me too. I I am bound and determined that I'm gonna beat this game on on stream. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna I'm do, do those bonus worlds if I need to beat the game eight times. That yeah. might not happen, but I do want to beat this fucking game on stream. So too many um, too many games for me to be doing that shit. You know, oh, too many fuck. games in existence. Yeah, it's it's my uh, hey. I'm in too good of mood today. Yeah. So let me play this, and this will set me back and fucking make me into the the surly man that I am. Uh. <laughs> We need to score this thing. How about you need to beat the game eight times? Eight out of, uh, yeah, yeah, for so sure. So out of eight, uh, it was either that or out of like 3,000 times that I've died. I like eight better. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of eight, Bradley, what are you going to give Super Mario Brothers the lost levels? I'm going to I'm gonna give it a solid six. I, don't, I think it's a really good game. I do think it piggybacks off the success of its predecessor for sure. Um, but it's really fun. It is, it's really fun even when it seems like it isn't. Yeah, it is. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna give it a seven because I just Ooh. love I love hard platformers. Yeah, and uh, this one is exactly what it is. This is what I want. Like this exactly is, what the doctor ordered, baby. Is, yeah, exactly. Like everyone, I've been getting a lot of comments lately about how much gray is in my beard. Games like this are the reason, and I can't quit them. <laughs> I don't know why. So, uh, Bradley, this was fun. I, I thank you for your patience because I know we had to reschedule this recording. Uh, so thank you. 
And uh, I know you you do a little bit of the old uh, twitching these days yeah. as well. So if people want to watch you twitch, where can they do it? Uh, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash video game odyssey. Um, yeah, I've just been mucking around there and uh, I've been playing a lot of Persona 3 over there if that's what you want to check out. Or if you want to follow me on Instagram, which is where I kind of just log all the games that I beat, um, that's just The Gaming Odyssey. I like it. How is, are you playing the remake of uh, 3? It's, it's, yeah, I am and it is, it's unbelievable. I won't go on a rant about it, but I hear it's, it's pretty good. so good. I People also like streamed it. the uh, the other day, I streamed the Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth demo. Uh-huh. Have you played that? Mm-mm. Only because be- I, only because I'm like a trillion percent sure I'm going to play it the day it comes out. I'm like, I'm just going to wait. But like, I, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be better than Remake, to be honest, uh, yeah. after playing that demo. It, I was, it better be. I was, yeah. It's like, not to, not to dunk on Remake. I love Remake. But like, you've had, what, five years? Fucking add some new seasoning. Like, get it better. I cannot wait to play that fucking game, man. It's going to be My awesome. most anticipated game, maybe since Final Fantasy VII Remake. Is rebirth. Me too. I cannot wait. Yeah, so. I, I think I think me too. Well, maybe Tears of the Kingdom, but you know, ah. I, I'd say it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's where you can find me all on the internet. Hell yeah! Assuming to. assuming Bradley uh, remembered to send me his info, I'll make sure I put it in the description of this podcast so you can find it there. Uh, Bradley, thanks so much for suffering through Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Uh, you know what? You you suffered for art because this podcast is it, it's sloppy art, but it's art nonetheless. So thank <laughs> you for taking one for the team and covering this game with me. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure, Adam. Thanks for having me, my dude. That is going to do it for this week's episode, Bradley. Thank you so much, A, for putting your your mind and your fingers through the uh, to, through the to the to the tests, as it were, by suffering through Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels for as long as you did. And every one of you nerds listening to this, thank you so much for listening. I know there's a lot of retro gaming shows out there, and that you took a chance on ours. Well, that that warms my heart. Listen, check out Bradley. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Twitch. His links are in the uh, description of this podcast. Go tell him that the Remember the Game sent you. I don't know what he'll get you, but. That would make me feel cool. And if you want to see me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash member the game. I'm getting on there three or four days a week now, playing lots of retro stuff. I just finished playing through Mario Lost Levels over there. It's good fucking times. I'm never going to bug you for subs or anything. Just come by and hang out and uh, have have fun. Just have fun. (laughs) Uh, What else do I need to promote? I have a Patreon. It's pretty good. Patreon.com slash remember the game. $3 a month. Hundreds of podcasts. Vote in our big game tournament. Submit comments to the show. All those good things. I'd appreciate it if you did that. Keeps the bills on. Uh, I have a P.O. box. I have merchandise. You can find all that at rememberthegamepodcast.com. And, oh, yeah, leave us a good review. Come on. Takes like two seconds. And they make me feel good. I read all of them. I read every single one of them. And they uh, they tickle my pickle in a way that I can't really describe. So I'd appreciate that. Good enough. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening again. Sorry about the missing episode last week. We'll be back next week with another one of these, 286. It'll either be about Lufia 2, if I get it done in time, or Castlevania Bloodlines, if I get it done. I'll get one of them fucking done in time. God damn it. All right? I'm going to thank some patrons and get out of here. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So a huge, in all seriousness, a very huge thank you to the one and only Slick Rick. Uh, Brother, we will miss you, and thank you so much for the support. I 
I'm grateful beyond words, and it was my pleasure to meet you. And uh, you are an honorary hot dog on double secret probation for eternity, my friend. So a huge thank you to Slick Rick, Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Jay Nasty 15, The Keegs, James Clark, Dave McGee, Dan of Dissect That Film, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Confused But Still Here, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Scott Brooks, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny from Virginia, Squints, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Jeff Bergeron, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barrage, Just a Fish, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Bofa. I'm going to look what the fuck that, I'm going to look up what the fuck that means right now in the middle of the shout outs because people have been mocking me for it. What is Bofa? It's like a fish. Bofa. Video game? Ah, I'm being mocked and I don't know why. God, I don't get I don't get your young hip fucking references. You're right, I have never reviewed Bofa. Holmes, Zach Shepard, Ballsack Teabagger, Frosty Fee 492, Triple, Chugger 22, Elijah Burns, It's That Nerd James, Madam Nutsich, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Standard Ass Brian, Mizuru, Juris Dr. Mario, Tyler, Phil Lencher, Joe the Sandman, Eric James, Mega Mav, Thomas Childs, Biddy, Laces Out Dan, Beaver Boy, Thomas Smith, Leroy Westrich, Rush's Dog Walker, Stud Still Smash, Matt Babineau, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, a dude named Adam, Wyatt the Surgeon who's not a surgeon row, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Storm Beagle, Archangel Otaku, Earl, Hegel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Kayach, Jimothy, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Nicole, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Demboy, on the roof. I cancel my Netflix to afford this shout out. Max Lagroom, James Juan Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Franklin Badge, Drugs of Bed, okay. Sam Carpenter, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Nerdy Hybrid, The Fletchman, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hit, Squeak Nuts, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Wimp 15, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Radioactive Man, Musty Beetle, Graham Kennedy, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabrinsky, Beef Dingleberry, Sofrito Bandito, Hitchy Poo, Chevy Boy 9211, Burt Macklin, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Christopher Britt, Zamatos, Big the Cat, Maverick, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Kia Pup, Wumbo Wombat Wang, AB Killen, Works For Me, Alexander Camps, Neil Cooper, Tom Houlihan, Ted Explosion, Ryan Perry, Alex R, Lucas Valadez, Ichi Nutsuru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Just Car Prank, Solomon Soto, Rated X, Ilint, Darth Skywalter, Postman, Tazelhoft, WestGen, Nick Creature, Youngster TK, Adam Martinet, The Big Deal, Kevin Monroe, Can't Destroy Her, This MF, Alpha Kenny 1, Beers of War, Because 19, Marcus Mendoza, Lord Longrod von Hugendon II, Roger Staubach's Pool Cleaner, Lucas Shaman, uh, Frosty Bear, Max Sandin, Sour Goatface, Alex Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Benjamin Atkins, Kyber Fiber Zombie, Chris Hill's Not Your Buddy Guy, Mellow Yellow 8787, B Money, Hired Goons, Who? It's OG, Tyler Bauer, Fallen Snow Kiku, The Supreme Chosarizo, Would You Kindly, E-Man Trucker, Mark Sneed, Atrio Wormwood, Shoeboxers, Tornado, Adam Blank still has reviewed Mario Galaxy, Jay Callahan, Robbie Air, Guy Who Does Things, Sabin, Brian Richmond, Blobby Rogers, Glue Scoppin, Bula, Swiss Wrist Watches, Matt Zeus, Buy Me Bone Storm, Plow King, Cesar, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, Liquor Like Luigi, Cody Thompson, Put It In H, Chaz Hammond, Elephant, Cavs, Scissor Fist, Big Daddy Randall, Ryan Whitcomb, Flinny123, Austin from Past to Present Player Podcast, Lord Stay Puff, Johnny Zubu81, Lotus, Philip Ramsey, Nothing Can Possibly Go Wrong, Toby OP, Alex McIntyre, S, Bearded Bastard, Adam Blank still is a Reviewed Sly Cooper 2, Eric Hopewell, Darbles, Lousy Smarch Weather, David Schroeder, Theodore, Chicken Gizzards, Diablo Spartan, Justin Blair, Wilco, VOS Ranger, Casually Filthy, Captain Steve M, The Cardigan Wearing Wrestler, Adam's Former Assistant,
Justin Shank, the rat face bastard. A clap trap stamp. I tried to get it in before I ran out of Beth and it wasn't happening. Thank you all so much for the support. Appreciate all of you. Talk to you soon. Cheers.